Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something epic. This is Paratruth Radio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratooth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And today we have for you yet another rabbit hole. Down the rabbit hole? Down the episode? rabbit hole. <laughs> I, 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 rabbit trail down the rabbit hole. In my mind, so I wanted to go in all kinds of different places there. Um, <laughs> down the rabbit trail, uh, which is just, yeah, it's the same thing. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but today is a vastly different episode i guess from a normal rabbit hole because this one we don't even know what we're talking about there's no plan there's no topic this is just a you know we're gonna completely wing it so with that said it may not be entirely paranormal when that's okay mm, that's no. kind of the point no yep and it's one where it was like we needed to make a decision. Do we do an episode? Do we not? But most of our rabbit trails or our rabbit hole episodes are usually not really format formatted or anything. Right. So. Yeah. And I know we had, we had discussed at the beginning that like before we even got on here, when you asked if, oh, do we want to do it? It's like, part of me didn't, but then part of me was like, you know, I've got a lot on my mind. I'd rather just clear my head by getting online and doing something, <laughs> thinking of something else other than all this other crap. Um, but with that said, I think we can actually start off with something related to the paranormal, because as of uh, the release of this episode, I am officially in North Dakota with you, um, not at this recording, but at the release. Yep. And with that said, we've got the next two weeks of all kinds of stuff happening, but two things in particular that we are doing for sure uh that are that are guaranteed I, I know there's three but two for sure is a couple of paranormal investigations um <clears throat> now uh, i'm not gonna i don't know we don't have any contacts or anything like that so i'm not gonna put out who we're investigating or you know what places but uh they are both technically homes um right they are both technically homes right yeah the one i mean the one is uh, a house that is the home of a business they bought a house to, to house the business okay so it's it a, is okay a so house. one business one house yeah that okay so my question though obviously without giving away too much information in terms of who we are doing the investigations for what details do you have specifically um on either house i mean i, I guess we can start with location we'll call them location a and b um and b we'll just call we'll say b is cookie you know what that means. Okay. I know what that yeah. means. So, <laughs> but I believe location A is the first one that we're going to be doing most likely uh, as of right now in terms of schedule. Right. I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, A will be doing on Friday, 
after you get here, or I'm um, sorry, yeah, Friday the 9th, uh, 8th, sorry. 8th. And mm-hmm. then uh, Saturday the 9th, we'll be doing B. Uh, oh, a, really? Do we know? Yeah. Do we have a time yet for God? The 9th is going to be rough <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> oh, no. Well, no, I talked to Shelly about it, and she said, "Oh no, you know we should be back in in plenty of time." So it'll be it'll be later in in the evening, and the clients already know that because of the investigation I did last time. So okay, well, you know, and regardless, though, I mean, these are back to back investigations, two days in a row, plus business stuff that has to be done (laughs) in between oh my god i'm gonna need a lot of coffee those two days (laughs) next weekend note to self coffee well it's good i'm glad i brought it up because i i i thought you were on the same page about it it's a shock (laughs) we're gonna open up we're gonna open up a trunk at locations and uh there's gonna be a 32 like ounce drum of coffee in the back (laughs) like those big gatorade drums that you see at football games there's gonna be just coffee (laughs) and all for me I have done that before for for guild events, so we can absolutely do that. Gonna have to be something. Either that or load up on Red Bull, but that that stuff starts to get to me after a while too. Yeah. Um. But so with that said, location A. What info do you have on? Do you have some info? What what, what's happening there? At least in terms of the type of things happening. Uh, it's been a while since I've talked to 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 them about it, but they have had ish. Uh not issues, but they've had activity um, where they'll they'll be hearing noises, um, unexplained noises. Let me let me rephrase that. They'll have stuff not necessarily moving in front of their eyes, but they'll they'll claim they put something somewhere and it's somewhere else. Um, If I remember right, they have had, you know, the on the on the corner or peripheral vision seeing stuff move. Okay. I think that's pretty much it. Um I I'm pretty sure they've heard it. and when I hear say hearing things, they're hearing voices that aren't two people that are there and that sort of thing. Um creaks like people walking. And, and stuff like that. Right. So, and the good thing about these two investigations, because they're both happening on the same weekend and both happening directly before the next recording of our show, um, or, nope. Oh, what is today? <laughs> I'm so lost. Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Oh <laughs> well, my we'll have it. Okay, we'll have so a guest next it'll be Tuesday. The following. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have a guest next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after that, we won't have anything. Um, we'll probably be recording a bunch of different stuff uh, for oh, you yeah. guys in the process. But um, live, and we're going to have live stuff too, for sure, or at least live recordings, <laughs> if yeah. you will, well, like in person. Location. Yeah. Yeah. They will still be pre recorded, but we'll be at location instead of in the studio, which will be fun. Right. Um, but going back to location A then. So this isn't a investigation to try to determine whether or not something is negative or to try to rid an entity. This is more so just to kind of help the homeowners uh, realize whether or not they're actually crazy. Right? Confirmation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So that's good. I mean, I mean, 
it's these are these are kind of fun episodes because they're they're a little less. I mean, they're always serious, but there's no um, there's really no restraints on us for for that one because I think when you walk into a negative haunting, there there are very serious precautions that you need to take um, when you're potentially working with something uh, that could be dangerous. And it doesn't right. sound dangerous, at least from what we hear, from what you're telling me. And of course, we're going to have a whole lot more information for you guys on the actual uh, episode in which we basically tell you about everything happening in these two investigations, because we will have did our interviews and all that jazz. Um, so that's cool. That's Friday the 8th. Uh, is that a full nighter or is, do we know if we're doing a full night type thing or is this a few hours? Well, she she asked if we would have to stay the night and it's a it's a small it's not a small like um area of land, but the house is um small enough that we could do it all in a couple of hours cuz it it's kind of one where it's kind of all connected. They've got the living room, kitchen and all that, but it's there's like no walls separating mm-hmm. everything. And then they've got the upstairs which has a loft where they say is a lot of activity that happens, and then two closed-off bedrooms off of that loft. Um, okay. I mean, we could probably do some investigating on other parts of the land, which is not very large either. Um, but I think the majority of the activity is in the house itself. Okay, but I, I still think that, I mean, several hours is more than enough for an investigation of this no, yeah, category. Yeah. Right. It, um, overnight is we're not, not going to be uh, a thing for either of these investigations because it's just too small of an area. That well, it's a small no area, but they're also not negative. So this is these are confirmation uh, investigations, yeah. which means we don't need to dive into the reason behind the haunting is happening. This is just to try to catch proof that there is actually something happening. And that is the type of stuff that we can easily... Uh, and I say that in, in a like, uh, obviously it's not easy, but it's 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 easy in the sense that we have the equipment. If there's something happening, we can gather enough information in four to six hours pretty right. quickly, um, depending on what's happening. And of course, we'll be able to test it. We'll go in there as a group. We'll go in there individually. We'll go. Uh, do different methods in which to try to interact, um, whether that's a, a method in which is just us asking questions, of course, like your typical thing, or it's setting up some sort of props. Um, you know, we'll figure all that out. But then I think doing an investigation of the property itself is always a bonus. That's something that we could easily do after we complete the investigation indoors, because even though the stuff is happening inside, it may be originating from outside and we won't know that unless we actually investigate that. Um, of course, when I get out there, I'll be able to do some research into the property itself and see, you know, what the land has to hold uh, in terms of its history, uh, if anything at all. I mean, I don't know how long they've lived there. I don't know if they've been in their whole lives or if this is um, relatively newer property for them. But, <clears throat> you know, the, the good well, thing is it's public data. They've lived there a while, and it was, uh, if I remember correctly, this was her mom's house, like where she grew up. Okay. And they bought they bought it. Um. So we should have a pretty good history, without even having to delve into any type of research. Like okay, good research. 
So that is something we'll be working on going into Saturday then. Uh, investigation B, that is the cookie investigation. What are we experiencing there? Um, similar things. Um, I've, you already know I've done an investigation there. Um, our listeners kind of know because the, the owners had mentioned Paratruth Radio um, in a post about it. And when I was there, um, being sensitive, I, I, fee- I can feel whoever's there is there. Um, but what is interesting is a lot of times the feeling is in the room that the client calls the murder room. Which That's is an not, interesting name. <laughs> she, she's an odd duck. Let's let's put it that way. But it's it's her office. But she calls it the murder room just because it it just feels weird in that room, um, and she feels that that's where whatever is there is hanging out. Um, she has felt stuff. Um, not that she's sensitive in the sense that that you and I are, but. Uh, she just feels somebody there. Uh, I think she's heard her name called or or disembodied voices. Um, and she just says it's a feeling she gets that, that there's something there. Uh, the, the one situation that they had there was the gas was left on. After they had left, they walked in and it smelled like gas. Um, during my last investigation, she had asked, you know, did I do that? I was doing a spirit box session, so I'm not really sure what to take from that, but it almost sounded like it said, yes, it was her. Then again, it couldn't have been, who knows? Um, not again, nothing negative, nothing in the way of anybody's in danger. Um, but it, it will be interesting because I, I did have feelings there. I did have spirit box section sessions there. Uh, nothing really caught on camera. Nothing really caught on just um, regular EVP sessions. But we did also have a lot of people there, which caused a major issue with the audio. Right. Um, now, I had gone through the photos that you had sent me um, for that investigation. And just with the photos alone, I could see that there was a lot of energy happening there in terms of just being a large number of people in a relatively small space, uh, which is very difficult, obviously, as you guys know, for an investigation. So, you know, that was one thing when, when uh, Justin had mentioned to me that we were going to do a second investigation out there. I was like, okay, well, it needs to be different. We need less people in that house because it looked not that it was, but it looked like there's more of a party happening as opposed to an investigation. Um, of course, all the lights are on, which of course is not a problem. There's, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, you got to turn the lights off. Yes, if you're using IR or night vision or something like that, uh, ultraviolet. But most of the time, you don't need to do an investigation in the dark. You don't even have to do it after sunset. Um, right. It's not, I mean, if a ghost is there at night, it's going to be there during the day. It's not like they're nocturnal creatures. <laughs> you know, they're there they're, uh, 24-7. Uh, but so that's a misconception, but nonetheless, I, you know, I did say that if we're going to do this, uh, we need to set up a little base camp outside 
so that only two or three people are indoors at any given time. Uh, if at some point at the end of the night, we all go in there to see if there's any type of different reaction uh, within the atmosphere or the evidence, then that is something we'll do. But this has to be very straightforward and uh, pretty well-rounded investigation here. Right. Well, the one thing to note, and uh, I think I've mentioned this to you, is there's really not a whole lot of base EVP throughout the house. But when you're going towards the basement, the very, very old circuit breaker is kind of exposed. A huge EVP spike right there um, okay. where somebody would be exposed to a, a very high amount of EVP, EVP before going downstairs. Mm -hmm. Now, is there or, more sorry, EMF, activity? not EVP, EMF. Um, EMF, yeah. Uh, but is there more activity then in the basement around the stairs or like how? Does, not how really does... around the stairs, just in that in that room that I was mentioning that she calls the murder room. Um, which is literally you walk down the stairs, you make a right, and the murder room is right there. Again, okay. base EVP in that area is nil. There was there was no EVP really EVP I keep saying EVP EMF um in that area. It's just as you walk by that panel, there's huge amounts of EMF coming off of that panel, which with that much EMF coming off of it. Um, could cause a problem. I don't think necessarily that is a hundred percent true, but it could. Okay, so that is something that we will dive into a bit when when I'm out there too, when we do the investigation. Obviously, you know, even though Justin has already done base EV uh, EMF readings already at this location, we will redo them again. We always do base readings uh, at the beginning of the uh the investigation and of course e uh mf is one of those things we pretty much have as a consistent throughout the entirety of the investigation uh if we wanted to we could always do a second uh base test just to see if anything has changed from beginning of investigation to the end of investigation and this is something i think this time i think a lot of people go in and do these emf uh kind of base readings and just leave it at that. I think I'm going to take notes this, this time around and just know yeah. like, what is it at in this room or this location? And then we can go back through and double check. Cause I'm sure I know you're <laughs> kind of like me where we, we get our heads kind of wrapped around other things and we forget little details. And some of those details in this case would be specific numbers and specific locations throughout the house. So paperwork is going to be a big one on my side anyway, this time around. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, documentation on both of these houses is going to be a huge thing. Um, good thing about A is the husband has done in, uh, paranormal investigations before him and his brother has gone have gone throughout the state doing investigations for different area, uh, different businesses and different um, houses in the in North Dakota. So that'll be a huge help for us, right? Because he's already been through it before, and I can I can honestly say without taking notes. For B, EMF was at zero or green on my EMF, um, my K2, when I was there. But when I went um, by that box, it was red, which is, I think, 20 or more. I can't okay. remember the actual numbers, um, but it was in the red. 
for sure, which is why I'm saying possibly if you're walking by that box, you're going downstairs, you're going to feel weird. Okay. All right. Well, so with, with this all said, um, what is, I mean, cause I'm sure it's going to be the same for both locations, but what is the type of equipment that we are using these two nights? Um, well, I've got my, uh, K2, I've got my digital recorder, um, my Sony, uh, digital camera uh my portal ghost spirit box um which is an sb7 um and our six senses (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, that's fair and then i know i know you have a digital recorder if you've found your digital recorder um mm-hmm. and your emf detector um and then if you want to use your your camera for video at all yeah um video i'm gonna have to check in on that because the only thing that i don't like about using like the high-powered cameras as these are is that they don't always pick up the same type of stuff as these lower end cameras um mm-hmm. just because it gathers so much detailed information and clarity that it kind of is designed to push out some of the shadows and uh, balance everything correctly and there's all this auto correction in many of these cameras uh, but we'll see how that works also you know i think the biggest issue in this case will be having the media card for my camera considering there's <laughs> other work that's going to be a workload i mean this yeah. camera so i bought this camera um a few a few weeks ago now i guess um i currently have two media cards uh one just you know high gigabyte and the other is a f- crazy fast supposedly i've never used it but it's something that your dad actually ha- gave to me to to test out um and the problem with using those of course is there's going to be so much media on them already and having to offload info so we'll see if i can get end up using the can hopefully hopefully it'll work out if i can get everything offloaded onto my um external hard drive then i'll have the space to go ahead and we can use three different cameras in this case uh even set them up throughout the location yeah uh, well i i had my sony set up last time in b i i really didn't go over too much of the footage because again there's so much activity i don't know what i would have caught audio wise and i was watching like f- fast watching the the footage and I wasn't catching any shadow or movement or anything and, it, and where, mine is a lower end compared to yours so right and where was that uh, uh located where, where that was, it was set, up? set right staring at the murder room nowhere okay. else okay um and that's I mean yeah that's where I would have suggested us put it again um maybe inside the murder room instead of outside looking in yeah it was positioned um i think they have like a deep freezer like i don't know like five feet away from the entrance to the room and that's where i had said to just kind of see if anything was going in and out Mm -hmm. of the room okay so I think this time around, let's put it in the room, facing the doorway and looking out into the hall or the room that's outside yeah, we the, can do that. the door there. Um, I think that'll give us 
a little better view of what's happening inside the room. And of course, if we see anything crossing outside, that'll be beneficial or coming in and out. And thankfully, that camera has a pretty wide lens on it. It's a it's a, it's a stock lens or, or a built-in lens. So it's not like right. it's swappable or anything like my camera, but that's totally cool in, in these type of you know little uh, camcorders is they have really wide ranges. Uh, so I think we'll just place it as wide as we possibly can. We'll turn up uh, or turn down the aperture um, or turn up the aperture, uh, make it as bright as possible uh, without putting in too much ISO. Uh, so if we have to, I do have extra lighting, of course, uh, in my gear so we can place an extra light in there if we need to uh, and go from there. Um, I know the one piece of equipment that we both wanted and neither of us purchased, of course, was the ultraviolet uh yeah. camera uh video it, it was both a photo and video camera if i'm not mistaken right uh i've not looked at it recently i don't even know if there's a deal as of this very moment it'd be great if there was um because <laughs> that is something that would probably get to us if it was ordered you know within the next couple of days where was that at ghost stop yep which if if you're looking for equipment ghost stop is a really great place to go because they are yep they are not a sponsor though no us we tried um so go <laughs> yeah. stop if you're listening parachute radio sponsor us please but we We're do have their equipment you. so we are going to yeah tell you guys check it out check them out there is a sale on the phasm cam at 159.95 currently not bad down 20 bucks yep um but you do have to buy the pop. light with it. You do have to buy, buy the light with it. For the... I, was, I was just going to say, that is the one disappointing thing, is that the original Phasm Cam, which wasn't called the Phasm Cam, is basically a GoPro that was built, uh, a rebuilt, I guess, or customized with ultraviolet, came with it a light as well. And in this case, you actually have to buy the light separately. And if you don't have media cards, you have to buy media cards separately. Um and of course, there's also the battery, which it comes with a battery, but you would have to buy an extra battery if you wanted. And I don't know. I'm sure if I scroll through this, I could find out. But I don't know if there is a, um, uh, what do you call it? a, uh, an external port to just plug into the wall and we get a external power that way. It does have a built-in IR light, which is nice. The only downside to that is that it's not going to capture as much. Uh, because the light's not going to be as bright as, you know, if we had an external IR light as well. I'm not even exactly sure what an IR light is. Like, do we know what spectrum that is? I know it's infrared, but it's like, is it just red? <laughs> like, I don't even, like, you know, when you look uh, at an IR light, it's like, oh, you're just a red light, like a dim red light. Right. With the light, it helps with um, switching to to from infrared to the full spectrum, I believe. Right. But but my question is, what exactly is IR, the IR oh, light? Gotcha. Um, um, as, as far as I know, the IR light is what you really need to use for the camera to pick up the infrared spectrum. Right. But right. as far as uh, IR me... light is, is just infrared, as far as I know. Yeah, but that, and that's the weird thing is like because infrared isn't really supposed to you're not really supposed to be able to see infrared, and yet we see these little red LEDs on infrared lights, which is the light being right. given off. Uh, and you know, 
I don't know much about the details on IR light. Uh, if any of you know, please let us know. Cause I'm like, Oh, if there's red lights, can't I just connect a, like one of my led light panels, put it on red and turn it way low to match an IR light. Would that be enough? I don't know, but Hey, if so, I've got lights. <laughs> Why spend crazy amounts of money on an IR light? But I mean, not badly priced, even if you didn't get the extra battery for the um, Phasm camera. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't say anything about, um, it just has rechargeable battery. Swap them out as soon as needed. It doesn't say anything yeah. about an external uh, power source. Oh, I yeah, guess it there's probably it, some it way to connect unlimited power rooms. plugs into power. So yeah, there you go. You could absolutely. Cool. So that's fantastic. I mean, if with that said, I mean, this is not a bad price at one fifty nine ninety five uh, to add this to our equipment. I know it's something we really wanted to use this time around. So that's something to think about over the next couple of couple days. Huh? I was going to say a couple of days because we'd have to order it like ASAP. I know. Like I, so I was trying to save money on business cards for my company to send out to you guys because I didn't know if I'd get it in time. And of course I procrastinated. So (laughs) if I were to send it at the base price, which is economy shipping, it wouldn't have gotten there until the 14th, which is like two days before we leave anyway. So I had to pay the premium, of course. To get them there a little earlier, which sucks, but you know, that's what happens when you procrastinate. Yeah. So something to look into. Um, because that truthfully, I would I would love to have something like this, especially for location B, since I have already done an investigation there and on a normal camera really didn't capture a whole lot of yeah. anything. That's the hardest thing with these normal cameras. Like you, the, the 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 environment has to be just right to capture some of this material uh, or evidence on a basic camera, um, especially if you're filming just in regular lighting. Uh, you know, it's always easier in night vision or infrared or full spectrum or something like that. Uh, especially like you consider the shadows that we see out the corner of our eyes is on infrared anyway. Uh, there's a reason why these cameras are designed and built the way that they are. Uh, but that doesn't right. mean we can't potentially uh, catch something on a regular camera. Because no, we have. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So cool. So, you know, we got two investigations coming up at the end of next week. Uh, it's going to be a crazy weekend. I'm sure you guys are going to be seeing social media posts by us, probably even live stories on our uh on our para page, right? On our paratruth page. <laughs> should just call it a para page. page. That's, that's good. I, yeah, I'm going to just, you know, trademark no. or copyright that right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, guys, look forward to that. We'll probably even post uh, some live footage of us doing the investigation. So tune in and who knows, we'll, Justin and I will discuss it. Maybe we'll even do a, like a 30 minute live session. Uh, yep. during this time. I don't know. Maybe at both locations. Up to the clients, of course, too. But yes. Sure, sure. Um, now, of course, a good thing with that, though, is we don't have to just, you know, put out any information on where we're at or 
uh, what the location is. Obviously, we're in a closed off room where it's not showing anything. We're set to go. The camera would be on us anyway. It's not going to be necessarily looking around. So there's privacy, obviously, regardless. Uh, but yeah, that's something we'll discuss and figure out like over the next couple of days. I do head out there. I mean, I keep saying in the next couple of days, which is probably true because it's Sunday when you guys are listening to this. So we have like yeah. five days before this investigation begins. Um, but Justin and I will be talking about it regularly, probably over the next uh, few days of this recording. So that's Wednesday, Thursday and Friday um, after this recording. So yeah, right. I don't even know what today's date is. 28th. Today's 28th, right? So tomorrow's Today the 29th. Is the 28th. Yeah. yeah. So the 29th, 30th and or yeah. And the first. Yep. Um, I, I absolutely know that location B will would be totally okay with us announcing stuff and all that. We have, I mean, we'll get their permission before we do anything more. But um, I do believe they want to be guests on when we actually talk about it on the show too. For so. sure, for sure. And that is something we will absolutely do. Another thing I want to do uh, when I get out there, two things. One, I want to get back. This is the first investigation I'm going to be on in a very, very long time. Justin's been on uh, several over the last couple of years. Um, you know, but this is the first one that I've done commercially. You know, I've done my own, like in my own house and stuff. So one thing I do want to make sure we're doing is we have our contracts written up. We still want those signed off. I know they're friends and this and that, but you know, contracts go a long way regardless. So when I get out there, you and I, I want to sit down and, you know, write up something new um, for that. And then also one thing that I do want to talk about here a little bit is what you should do uh, when going to an, into an investigation. This is something that not everyone does. Justin and I don't even do this, but I would like to both Friday night and Saturday night or evening uh, do a cleansing for ourselves, our own personal cleansings of our mind, of our bodies. So Before you mean meditation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I'd imagine you have sage and that's something we can do mm -hmm. in the house, outside in the backyard, get in nature or whatever. But I do want to be able to sit down kind of do a little meditation get ourselves ready, uh, not only to, to protect ourselves during the investigation, but also to open our minds and our sensitive, our sensitive, Ah, our senses uh, to the experiences that we are hoping to experience. Because sometimes when you go into an investigation and you're uh, you're not cleansed, you're not kind of building yourself up, building the mind, you can be closed off to some of these things. So you want to make sure everything is clear, that you're ready to go and that you're taking in all of your surroundings because you'd be surprised on how much we miss on a daily basis uh, just with the monotony of daily Normal, yeah. life. Um, right. So let's definitely do that. Um, my guess is Sage. I don't. Do you have any? Um, what do they call it? What, what little? There's wood. It's like wood pieces that people burn nowadays. Do you know what it's called? You guys probably know what um, it's called. I'm gonna do a quick Google search here. Um, I'm sure something. I'm not like sure wood what it is. Works just right. well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it does Palo Santo, uh, Palo Santo, um, which is in this case, like a wooden incense, a wood incense. Um, but Palo Santo means, 
uh, holy wood or wood of the saints is actually a mystical tree that grows on the coast of South America and is related to frankincense, myrrh, and copal. Obviously, those first two, everybody pretty much knows. Uh, But burning these sticks is a sacred practice used by indigenous communities of the Andes to cleanse their space and ward off evil spirits. This is something that has always been common, but is becoming more common, uh, even over sage nowadays. Uh, If you start looking up sage cleansings, people are going to start you know, you're going to start seeing stuff about this Palo Santo. Uh, so that is something I know I have been considering ordering as of the last few weeks. And I've just been procrastinating because there's so much other things going on and my funds are going into my business now. So it's like, <laughs> oh, I don't know where to, when to purchase this stuff, but sages, I mean, for those of you who are wondering, none of these, um, there is no wrong way to cleanse uh, spiritually or your mind or, you know, your body, uh, it's really what works for you. Uh, Palo Santo is not necessarily any better or worse than any of the number of sages that are out there. Cause there are many different sages. Justin and I use white sage, um, specifically, but there are other sages. There's also candle cleansings. Those are based on colors, uh, which are often also used in various spell works, Black candles being one of the most common in terms of negativity work, uh, warding off evil and getting rid of negative entities. Uh, but yeah, there's so many different ways to, to, to cleanse and it's, none of it is wrong. Um, in most cases, we'll just put it that way because some people... <laughs> if you're going to cleansing- bla- bathe in the blood of a newborn child, yeah, that's probably not a good idea how to do a cleansing. Yeah. Uh, Never, never, never mind. I'm holding my tongue. I had a really horrible thing to say, and I was like, no, no. Timing is probably not good for a comment like that. So I'll tell you off air on that one. <laughs> I do have Dragon's Blood Sage, though, too. So Okay. And I love I love Dragon's uh, I don't have Dragon's Blood Sage, but I do have Dragon's Blood Incense, which I burn regularly. I also have one called Something Moon. I don't know its actual name. I'm not a huge fan of the scent itself. It's kind of weird, uh, but I will use that every once in a while. Um, but with that said, I think that kind of ends that particular discussion on all of the that type of paranormal stuff. So let's yeah. switch gears. Um, the one thing I, I did want to ask you, since we're on the, the investigation thing, is there anything on your bucket list to do an investigation on uh, spirit, cryptid, otherwise, uh, bef- before you before you die. Before I die? Ooh. Um, well, it depends, because some of these investigations may lead to my death, depending <laughs> on what I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, let's go look for a dog, man. That might be the best way to <laughs> knock out both things in one go, right? Do the investigation <laughs> and get killed. Um you know, but I, I, I want to do more cryptid stuff. Uh, ghosts is so easy. Like hauntings are so easy to just come by. So I do want to do a cryptid one. And I would have to say that probably my number one is probably the dogman, the Ohio dogman or the werewolf. Um, obviously, everybody knows my fascination with those two creatures, uh, almost one in the same. But I think that'd be really fun. Uh, there, there have been a couple of recent sightings of dogmen in southern Ohio. And also, obviously, they're huge in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is definitely something I'd like to do. Uh, you know, we are going to be in Wisconsin. 
I don't know how far Bray is from from where we're going to be stopping, but that'd be really cool. Although Bray is one of those things, I think, in my opinion, uh, at least in terms of legend, is kind of a dead legend or a dying legend. You don't Overdone. hear much about the Bray Road beast anymore. Uh, we're, we're, we're really getting into the dogmen as opposed to werewolves, uh, Rougarou, things like that. These are you know, subsidiaries of the werewolf myth, basically. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's weird how legends change because growing up, there were no other wolf-like creatures. Bray Road Beast was the wolf creature uh, in the United States. So it's it's kind of crazy to see how that's changed. Same with the Bigfoot. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't say the Bigfoot itself has changed, but the territory in which it has been found has changed significantly. It used to be a Northwest type of thing. And now we're seeing huge stuff happening uh throughout ohio uh michigan wisconsin uh i don't know what it's like up in north dakota but i know like you know virginia west virginia tennessee all those areas are really popular uh or supposedly highly um populated areas for for the bigfoot which is kind of weird to say considering how limited uh our our evidence is on the bigfoot we don't see them very much right we did have a Bigfoot sighting. Uh, it was probably about three years, three or four years ago before COVID hit. Um, not really sure if there was any substantiation uh, or substantial evidence or anything. Um, but we don't have any anywhere for them to hide, really, unless you're going way west towards the Badlands. Right. Um, right. Right. So. Yeah, I there's nothing really here um, as far as Bigfoot is concerned. The only legend I really know of is the Devil's like monster, um, which is kind of behind the legend of why it's called Devil's Lake. Um, but I, I think in in my lifetime, Bigfoot by far would probably be the one that I I want to be on an investigation for, just because. I, I think in both of our minds, we're so super skeptical about what, what Bigfoot is or if there is even a Bigfoot just because it's been uh, faked so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and Loch Ness Monster, if I'm ever able to get to... Is it Scotland? Or Ireland? Ireland, I think. I think it's Ireland. Yeah. But. All right. Well, we're kind of at that point. So we're going to take a quick break. Folks, you've been listening to Paratruth Radio right here on KillerPodcast.com. We're going to hear Eric's Roman Effect of the Day. Quick commercial. And we'll be right back with Paratruth Radio. Now. Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Did you know that the world's first animated feature film was made in Argentina? According to ReadersDigest.com, even if you know a lot of Disney trivia, you might assume that the honor of the first animated feature film belongs to Walt Disney's 1937 movie, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. But... 20 years earlier, a full-length animated feature film was made in Argentina. 
It was a political satire called El Apostol, made up of 58,000 drawings and had a running time of 70 minutes, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. This was Eric's Random Fact of the Day. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Paratooth Radio. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And to this day, I still don't know why we restate our names at this point of the show, because you don't just tune in live, because this is a live episode. But, you know, in case you forgot, that's who we are. (laughs) That hasn't changed yet. We'll see what happens. Maybe I'll replace Justin with somebody. I don't know. Or just replace (laughs) my brain with somebody else's. I mean, we've had that conversation. What happens when the <laughs> consciences transferred? You know, maybe we'll start to swap consciences with people. And, you, uh, you never know. See so, what happens. Uh, one thing I, I so completely random, obviously, but still weird because last night I had, I did not sleep well at all last night. And I had just an onslaught of dreams and nightmares through the entire night. And it really, for some reason, like on top of uh, certain other things on my mind, it just had my anxiety ramped up this morning. My heart was going 100 miles an hour. My head was going 100 miles an hour. Could not relax. And I just constantly felt like on the edge of the couch all morning. I didn't even eat until 1 p.m. because that's how just anxious I was. Um, ended up having to take a hot shower and just kind of trying to rest to relax and rest my mind. But not that anything happened in these dreams to cause that, but it was just kind of a side effect, I guess. I don't know. But one thing, dream that I had that I wanted to share, because why not? And it was really weird. Uh, this is like a, this could be a pitch for some sort of weird ass story or movie or something. Um, but I had a dream about a little something known as a yellow chicken. What the hell's a yellow chicken? Well, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked. Uh, because you would think a yellow chicken is just that. Big bird. It's not. Um, in this case, in my dream, a yellow chicken was the name of... Uh, it was the name of a... Uh, oh, what do you call it? What, what is like... Um, Damn, I literally just had it like on the tip of my tongue and then I lost it for some reason because I said big bird instead of just going with what the regular story. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, oh, parasite. That's the word I was looking for, oh. was parasite. So in this dream, uh, the yellow chicken, why it was called a yellow chicken, looked nothing like a chicken. It wasn't even yellow, but it was a parasite that somehow was latched onto newborn infants from the womb. And it came out with the baby and it was nearly half the size of the child feeding off of it. Uh, and there was no real way to detach it. 
It had all these weird blue veins going through it. It was breathing this parasite and it was nearly the same color as the pinkish white hue of a newborn, uh, in this case of this newborn, uh, that, that was in my dream. So it was kind of like a pinkish color. Um, and it was weird, man. Like, I don't know, like there, there was no conclusion to it. It was just, there were everyone's trying to figure out what it was. It was a new thing happening around the world. Uh, and it was a regular thing. This wasn't like a one-off type of parasite. It was something that was just happening to all kinds of, of children. And I don't know why of all things, I mean, I'm a dork. Okay. When I went to bed last night, I was reminiscing about a story regarding the flash and the reverse flash fighting. So we're a yellow chicken. Uh, a parasite comes from, I have no idea other than the fact that, you know, the reverse flash is yellow. Still don't know about the chicken though. So anyway, <laughs> weird ass dream. It creeped me out though. I don't know why it was there. Obviously, there's a lot happening right now in the U.S. regarding, uh, obviously, babies and stuff. So I don't know if that was some sort of subconscious thing that was like coming up or if it was something else. Uh, but it was odd and it was not a good dream. It was pretty gross, uh, the detail of it all, you know, and it's it's already even put into words. I'm sure somebody out there could do it, put it into words or, you know, into FX or something like that, but <clears throat> or SFX. But it was an odd thing, man. Like, it, it creeped me out, for sure. Well, I mean, look at the world we've been living in for the past two years. Um, COVID is not a parasite, per se. It's a virus. But we're living in that constant fear of, okay, I'm going to be infected. What, you know, how can we stop this? And people are, are still scared about it. Not as much so as before when it first started, but um, I think everybody's on the edge now of what's the next thing. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think there's already been a couple of different quote unquote scares of what that next thing could be. Obviously none of it has taken hold yet, um, but surely there's plenty of scientists out there that say, oh yeah, there's going to be another pandemic at some point, which obviously if you look at history, it repeats itself. Um, and so it is obviously going to become a, 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 you know, there's going to be something else in the future, whether it's a near future far future, who knows whether it's just an adaptation of the current coronavirus or something else entirely again, who knows, but yeah, that is something that could certainly play into this. Um, you know, like the coronavirus is not something that has ever worried me or, you know, bothered me but i'll tell you when i'm working and and i go into stores and there are these people hacking up along like wet nasty coughs into their hands and then touching all the products and putting them back like yeah there's there's a little something that nowadays like in the past it would have grossed me out but nowadays it's like you know not to be violent but you want to walk in and over and punch them in the face no matter if they're 90 years old you know as most of them tend to be but that's beside the point <laughs> It doesn't matter how old or young you are. You should you should have some common sense. No, yeah, yeah. I I think that's one of the biggest things from this whole pandemic thing. People should be more actively aware of their health and how it affects other people. Mm -hmm. For sure. 
you know, and I think a lot of people, you know, I, well, not a lot of people, I think there are some people who uh, actively understand the situation, but then actively refuse to, to do anything about it. They ignore it entirely. Uh, you know, it's like, oh yeah, we know there's a pandemic and we know there are people around me wearing masks, but let me hack up into my hand and then just go touch all the sponge meat and then serve it. Like what the hell? Yeah. Any other weird dreams? No, that was the one that really like took the cake last night. <laughs> that's, that's the one that is a, that definitely had an impact. There were others and I knew them all this morning, but as the day proceeded, they slowly faded away. So wasn't as yeah. impactful. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to have a dream interpretation person on. Yeah. At some point. I would love to know what a yellow chicken parasite is. <laughs> Please interpret that for me. <laughs> or if you are a dream interpreter, please reach out to Eric so we can find <laughs> out what all of this is about. Uh-huh. Fair warning. <laughs> I will not pay you for your interpretation. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's an inside joke at the moment, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Nothing really weird on my end as of late. Uh, even the, 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 Feelings of things have kind of subsided. I still kind of get the ringing in the ears at times, um, louder sometimes than others, but uh, mm-hmm. n- nothing major, nothing where I'm feeling like a, a sense of doom or something weird has happened, feel like I've jumped realities, nothing like that. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm more or less in the same boat. Uh, you know, there, there's not, you know, I, I've talked about this house being haunted. There's nothing that has been happening in a, weeks maybe months even uh, at least two months there's been nothing weird happening occasionally kind of a, you know something walking or i don't hear it but i sense it you know or something watching me uh again that's hard to 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 know whether or not that's actually something there or if it's just in my mind at that moment because it's always not always but most of the time at night uh and something will click in my mind and it's like oh is that a sensitivity or is that just my mind you know uh playing tricks on me uh and of course there's there's it's it's always so difficult with someone um like myself who uh, who already has high anxiety so it's hard to determine right. what is a sensitivity and what is just anxiety uh playing into it so that is that is something that is hard to control sometimes but other than that like yeah everything's been pretty calm on on this end as well um but, which is not a bad thing it's actually it's, it's a very good thing for sure. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's not the calm before the storm, but uh Oh, that's a wonderful thing. Just throw in my mind there. <laughs> it's always in the back of my mind. Um <laughs> Well, I mean, you got a uh, very interesting tarot card this morning um uh, that you sent me. So, you know, it's kind of creepy. I I don't you called it a nightmare card. Is that what it's actually called as a nightmare card? Or is that just what you call them? Um, in some of the in some of the books that uh that I've read, uh, was it the nine or ten of swords is referred to as the nightmare card. But you're causing the nightmare in the sense of you're you're dwelling on something that isn't necessarily negative you're just creating that reality for yourself got it um this interpretation is a little bit different as in impending doom is coming 
there's nothing you can do about it, so just go along with it, basically, is what it is. Which, of course, when you get a card like that, your mind immediately jumps to the most crazy and horrible thing that could be possibly happening. When, you know, an impending doom could be, oh, I broke a nail, which for some people is the worst of the worst. It's, yeah. Yeah, so I've I've had that card numerous times over the years. Um, Several in the past, I'd say, three to six weeks. Um. But again, we've we've already talked about this so many times about creating your own reality. Is it me creating my own reality or is there something bad coming? Right. Well, you know, and, and the other thing is, as it is with with anything, really, um, especially in the paranormal community, it, but tarot card reading is really open to interpretation. So depending on how you read into that, it could be a number of things. It could be, yeah, it could be financial. It could be something life threatening. It could be something ridiculous, or it could be just a certain situation that you enjoy that's going to disappear for whatever reason. Um, You know, and you have multiple projects happening at this very moment. It's possible that one of those projects just aren't going to come to fruition and you're going to lose it. And that's that Uh, very different, but also, you know, 100% possible that it's something way less uh, threatening than what the word doom tends to instill in people's minds, I think. Uh, I mean, mind you, now not that there isn't bad things happening, but the scriptures have been talking about uh, the end times for a very long time, like a very long time time and there has still not been any end time yet uh so these are things that you also have to consider is this like what is this is this now is this in the very far future is you know what's the distance of it um and with that said it may not even be you you know i mean yes many of these cards i think we we tend to pull for ourselves but the cards you know I, i don't think the cards always obey uh, people's questions yeah. and thoughts, they kind of do their own thing. If you believe in that kind of stuff, who knows? <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, a lot of great things coming for Pure Truth Radio. Um, we're going to be having a guest next week. Uh, we're going to be recording some paramixologies that you guys will be able to catch up on our YouTube channel with uh Eric and I have talked about doing an over the campfire series where he, I, possibly my wife Shelly, just talk about uh, kind of the stuff that got us started in paranormal podcasting and just talking about random topics over the campfire and uh, smoking cigars, drinking a couple beers. That's how it started. Not necessarily that's what's going to happen. Possibly, oh, but not likely. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, if we're slurring our words, we apologize on these episodes. <laughs> um, but yeah, some really exciting stuff. Um, we we will possibly be doing a uh, visit to Evergreen Podcasts soon. Uh, so we'll probably post a bunch of different stuff about that as well. So bunch of very cool things coming up. Um uh, make sure you check out killerpodcast.com, evergreenpodcast.com. Um any other um housekeeping 
before we go? Uh, no, just, you know, obviously continue to tune in weekly. And obviously we have a huge backlog of episodes. So if you haven't listened to all of them or, you know, you're there's something you want to listen to again, just go onto our, our website. You can just Google, you know, Google it, search it and you can find it. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. And of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can email us or reach out to us on any social media platform. Uh, we're pretty much on all of them. So make sure you do that. All right, folks, until next week where you'll find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. This Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) I know, right?